Sunday, February 20th, 2022, the seventh Sunday in Ordinary Time. In the Gospel passage today, Jesus teaches us the core value of the Kingdom of God, love. He also instructs on how to handle instinctual hate and violence. The Gospel passage on love in Luke must be read together with the elaborate treatise on love in the Gospel of John and the Canticle of Love by St. Paul. Teaching humanity how to love, the saga of the Son of God culminates on the cross with Jesus' act of pure love, refusing to hate even in the face of violent torture and death. The foundation of love is an instinctual drive found in all animals. It is inevitable for the propagation and preservation of the species. The expression of instinctual love is found between parents and their offspring, or between mates. Instinctual love is mostly reciprocal. An unforgettable story of instinctual love was recorded in a newspaper some time ago. A male hornbill was hit by a passing SUV in the forest area and died. Yet, even in the throes of death, the bird had refused to let go from its beak the berries he had collected for his mate and brood. Upon hearing the story, a bird lover realized that the bird's family would be waiting for the food somewhere close by, and found the famished mate and brood in the hole of a tall tree. Sadly, a few days later, the whole bird family perished, despite the valiant efforts from bird lovers to take care of them. Even birds are capable of such exemplary instinctual love. The invitation of Jesus is to go beyond the instincts and to love even those who dislike you, who hate you, who harm you. To reach the ideal level of loving, it is first required to handle our own dislike of others. The gut reaction must be overcome with an ideological positioning. Where my gut reaction is to hate and be violent, I choose to love and to forgive. It is not a status achieved overnight. It requires uninterrupted training of the mind. It requires developed mental skills to overcome our temptations, fight, and hurt. To make a personal check of the practice of this virtue, Think of the last time you had a gut reaction to use violent words. Did you choose otherwise? When was the last time that you forgave someone without reserve? When the external expressions of hatred and anger are controlled from outside, without one's own choice, the mind can turn bitter and make itself a battleground sometimes harming oneself. It requires personal choices and repeated practice to calm the natural agitations that follow the suppression of hatred. The choices and control become easier when we can convince ourselves that we are on the way to becoming nobler Christians. 
hatred and violence could be perpetuated collectively. Collective hatred is germinated and maintained by retelling stories of the injured ego of oneself, of common ancestors, or threats from imagined enemies. These stories become highly productive factories of hatred and violence. The perpetuators of the stories could be families, clans, tribes, political parties, religions, or countries. In the religious milieu, a person is at a highly suggestible self. If hatred is infused as part of a religious ritual, the mind tends to accept these without questions. Collective violence has found its vent in scapegoating and human sacrificial rights in the past. Well, there are new political rituals of scapegoating and of human sacrifices. The invitation of Jesus is quintessentially a personal appeal to abhor hatred and practice love by doing good to those who act with evil intents and by practicing restraint and forgiveness. But it also needs to be extended to collective practices of forgiveness and reconciliation. Unfortunately, we often become the stories that we tell. If we keep telling stories of hatred and hurt, we become violent. But if we retell stories of redemption and forgiveness, we become agents of peace. Today, repair a hurt story and retell it as a redemption story and you will find a smile instinctually spread across your face.